Hey everyone, and welcome to the Writer's Mind Podcast, episode 41. All right, welcome to episode 41. If you want to listen to episode 42 and all of the other even episodes, you can find all of them on patreon.com slash the writer's mind. You get one extra episode every single week, patreon.com slash the writer's mind. Today, what I want to talk about is leveraging your time and even more important than that, understanding leverage and also how to actually apply this specifically to your writing and to the time that you spend on a first draft of your screenplay. So this is going to be a bit more of, I mean, it's going to be kind of concept and thinking, but it's going to be conceptual with the practical element of actually how to apply the information that I'm going to be talking about right now, specifically to a screenplay and to a first draft. So one of the big things that people get stuck on is leverage and time and work and all this sort of stuff. So just because somebody puts in 80 hour work weeks doesn't actually mean they're using their time as effectively as they should be, right? So we all know that you can work 80 hours in a week and be making less than somebody who is working 10 hours a week or four hours in a week. Why is this? Well, because there are tasks that are higher leverage and lower leverage. So the angel investor and um, podcaster, uh, kind of Silicon Valley philosopher guy, Naval Ravikant, one of the things that he said that really is true is that it takes about the same amount of effort to run a startup company as it does to run three restaurants. So he, what he's saying here is if you spend your time doing things that have a higher amount of leverage, then you can get a higher amount of return for the same amount of work. Now, he's talking about that specifically monetarily, but this is not just a monetary concept, okay? Because what you will find is that there is a small amount of the work that you do that makes up most of the important things that change in whatever the task is. So with us specifically, it's screenwriting, okay? So what I see a lot of writers do, especially when they're on their first screenplay, and especially if they're not in film school and don't have some person that's telling them to write, is they have an idea and then they spend months and months and months on an outline. Now, they could spend up to, I mean, years on an outline or they write 30 pages of it and then they come back to the outline and then they go back and forth between outline and first draft and blah, 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 just forever and ever. Okay, why do people do this? It's like, well, they don't actually know what to spend their time on. That's part of it. And then they also don't want to do the work and that's another part of it. But what I want to specifically talk about is understanding what to spend your time on because you can get way more done on your story in a day or two than you could in two years of working on your story. 
How is this possible? Well, it's possible because you have to identify what are the high leverage tasks or the high leverage questions you need to answer to actually make real progress in your story. Okay. So what I mean by this is, you know, the reason I was able to do a first draft of a screenplay in 48 hours from having no idea to having a full completed first draft that is at the very least coherent. It's not a great story at all. It's not even a mediocre story, but it's coherent. It hits beats. It has some semblance of characters. There's a clear plot line, you know, it on its fundamental element, it, it has an engine to it. Right. And the way that this is possible is it is all about finding the right things to spend your time on and only doing those things. So here's kind of how you should think about it. So what writers do is they come up with an idea. Okay. Maybe they write an outline, maybe they write a couple scenes and then they don't work on it. And then a month they come back and they look at it and they, they outline, they outline, they outline. Maybe they write a scene or two, maybe they write 15 pages and then they go away. And then they start something else because something else grabbed their attention and then do that. And then they come back to this other idea and they're like, oh, I really do love this idea. I haven't worked on this for a little while. I guess I should really sit down and get some work done on this. And they sit down and they do some writing and they do some outlining and they work on a couple characters. And then they read some book and the book says, make sure that your characters have you know, good descriptions on the way that they walk or what they wear or whatever. And then they spend another month on what their characters should wear and what accent should their characters have. And then how do I, uh, you know, create scenes that exemplify the character's unique clothing, right? They just do all of this garbage because they don't actually know what they're doing and they're not focusing on the right thing. Okay. So the way that you can actually leverage your time in the right way is you kind of come into a story and this is kind of what you're thinking about. Okay. You're thinking about what is my philosophical conflict? Square one, right? That's your square one. And I made a podcast about how I can kind of quickly build a philosophical conflict. I literally just kind of build a couple in that episode. Um, I forget what episode it is. I think it's 15 maybe. So go listen to that episode. So step one, build a philosophical conflict. You can do that very quickly, or you can at least set up the parameters of that very quickly and then define over time. Also, ideally, it's something that has been inside of you for a while because the best types of stories deal with philosophical conflicts, philosophical questions, ethical and moral dilemmas that you as the writer have been struggling with yourself. Then you take that, you build a philosophical conflict. Then you create characters that are representations of different viewpoints under that philosophical conflict. Okay. Once you have created character, so how do you create characters that are actually represented of the philosophical conflict where, well, essentially they hold beliefs on the philosophical conflict. So again, I talk about this in the other podcast, but if your philosophical conflict is about what to do with sacrifice or, or sacrificing for greatness is I think what I talked about, then you have some characters that hold certain beliefs on this side, and then you have certain characters that hold beliefs on the other side, and then you actually create, that is where the whole idea of the philosophical conflict comes in, because you have characters that are in conflict, not in just the plot or any of that, but specifically in their beliefs. From there, you know, I would say, use some story circles, 
and then quickly you can get a general structure of how this should go, right? Because structure is not constraining. Structure just helps you send your philosophical conflict through a story with momentum that makes sense. So uh, one of the things I've repeated again and again is that formulaic stories have nothing to do with using structural methods and everything to do with not having a strong philosophical conflict. A story is boring and predictable because the philosophical conflict is not strong and you understand the beats of a good guy, bad guy story not because it uses structure. So you send your story through a structure. I like to use Harmon's story circle, um, and I like to break each of my acts and act two into two parts and create four story circles that I send the story through. And I actually, you can watch me do this in the 48-hour video. So then, at that point, you have a philosophical conflict, some characters that should hold beliefs within that philosophical conflict and a structural momentum to send your characters through that. And you can do that in a day, but really if you, if you're serious about making this a real story, um, you know, it really shouldn't take you any more than like two weeks, but you can give yourself two weeks to actually do this. Then after you spent two weeks defining your philosophical conflict, defining your characters and their beliefs and the actions they will take based upon those beliefs and the structure of your story, now it's time to write. And then you can write that first draft pretty quickly. Ideally, you're not spending more than three months on a first draft. Ideally. Now, most writers don't do that. Most writers are spending literally years on their first draft. Try not to do that. Okay? Because here's the thing. No matter how much time you spend in the outline phase, and no matter how much time you spend on the first draft phase... Whether you spend three years or two weeks, you're going to come out the other end and you're going to have the same amount of problems, okay? Just because you spend a ton more time on your outline doesn't actually always translate to a better first draft. Sometimes certain things are fixed, but largely as a whole, you're not just writing this particular story, you're also getting used to the process of writing a screenplay. So no matter if it takes you three years to write that first screenplay or three months, it's still going to be a first screenplay. And so how you can actually learn really quickly, and this is kind of why the practical screenwriting course exists, and all of this is understanding how to leverage your time by focusing on the right things and then going through your story in that way so that you can have a first draft of a story that kind of works within three months, or you can just kind of scatter your time constantly and waste time for a couple years and still have a first draft that doesn't even kind of work, right? And so you should not ever really be thinking about how much time have I put into something. What you should be thinking about is have I made real progress on the important elements of this task, Namely, in screenwriting, the important elements of defining the philosophical conflict, defining characters based upon that, and creating a narrative momentum structure that actually serves that philosophical conflict and can bring it forward, right? So when you're asking yourself those questions and when you, when you are brainstorming through those lanes, then suddenly you are cutting out all of this excess crap that you don't need and you do nothing but slow your first draft down. And really what is going to happen is 
Again, it's just about leveraging your time and leveraging your understanding of what is the most valuable thing to be focusing on. Because what happens is too, a lot of writers, they get to that first draft and then they suddenly shift into polish mode. Great, I did the big whole hard writing part. It's polish time. I need to go back through and change a few scenes, maybe a few sentences, correct some grammar, and we're good to go. But the reality is you're going to get to the end of that first draft and what should you come back to? The fundamentals of how your story work. Philosophical conflict, your characters, and your structure. Because that will continue to be the most important thing. Those as the most important thing doesn't change just because you have a first draft. So dialogue doesn't suddenly become the most important thing you should focus on just because you have a first draft. And what I find again and again is that writers want to be distracted. Writers love being distracted. They genuinely love being distracted because it allows them to, you know, have some fun and not actually get a story finished. And look, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that are just writing for fun or just working on a screenplay for fun. And that's great. You know what? Like, if you love kind of just hanging out and having fun, building a story and doing some world building, that's totally fine. And I love doing that. And I've done a ton of that. And if that's you, then that's great. But if you're somebody that's saying, okay, I want to tell stories that impact people. I want to do this on a professional level. I want to move into an industry where I can actually get projects from paper to screen. Then you have to consider what you're spending your time on. And you need to always be asking yourself, Am I spending my time in the right way? But not only that, am I asking myself the right questions? And is my story focused on the right important things so that it actually becomes what I want it to be? So I see a lot of writers that they they even know that they were, they're spending time on the wrong things or they'll make a feature. Like I've seen people that have actually gotten features produced and were like, yeah... I was too focused on the style of this or I was too focused on trying to be or my visual effects or I just wasn't focused on the right thing and the right thing to focus on is always to tell a good story. That's my opinion. Well, that's my opinion, but also in regards to just storytelling, that is just the objective, of course. If you want to be a cinematographer or a... Um, or a effects guy, then that's one thing you can do. But when we're talking story, we really need to get the story honed. So I, I hope that helps you kind of frame this. What also I found it, just inside of this leveraging your time idea is that it also is about the information you take in and the learning and the education you take in and what you make as your primary beliefs going forward in a certain field, right? So what I mean by this is you can read a book by Robert McKee and a book by John Truby and you can watch videos on storytelling and you can all do all of this stuff. But at some point, what's going to happen either consciously or unconsciously, ideally this is conscious, is that you are going to start creating a few pillars of beliefs based upon your education and based upon that will then define the writing that you do, okay? So what will happen is you will then 
figure out that, okay, this is something I really believe about writing. And then this is something I really believe. And this is something I really believe. And then those key things that you take away become your important leverage points. And the problem is sometimes writers get those points wrong. They're focused on the wrong things. Therefore, they are still struggling to write well and they're struggling to write quickly. But when you actually place the right things in those leverage points, that's how you move fast. So I found a lot of people who get stuck in structure. I think structure as king, there's kind of these two fields of thought and I think it's one of the one of the most unfortunate things that have happened in writing and there's this just the structure whole debate this whole um, you know there's people on one side that they make structure their king right their story must structurally work they must flow with beats and that is their ultimate focus then you have the guys on the other side and they say structure doesn't matter we're going to make anti-plot films we're going to move completely away from traditional structure it is stifling to creativity and you have this um, side as well but both of those have put structure as either king or structure as devil and both of those beliefs should not be core beliefs in regards to your story okay Structure is something that you should think about once you have a clear understanding of your philosophical conflict, a clear understanding of your characters, and how this story should operate. And the best way to serve that philosophical conflict will be through a particular structural method. Okay? So this happens a lot. Another thing that I see constantly that I think is a problem, and this is, you know, I love Christopher Nolan, but I think he is has indirectly created this huge problem where people place concept as king where one of their most important things is i have to have the most brilliant idea for a movie it has to be the most brilliant idea when i say it to somebody it's got to knock their socks off and it is awesome if you can have a great concept i love concept movies i love christopher nolan he makes a lot of fun movies i have nothing against having high concept films And I would love to make them my own um, later on. But concept is not the most important part of your story. It's great for marketing. It's great for people being interested in your story when you pitch them the log line. But what it's not great for is building the foundation of why your story will work and why people will watch it again and again. Right? There's a lot of great concept movies that people watch one time and never watch again because they were fun roller coaster rides, but they didn't have any actual meaning or impact in that person's life. And because of that, the film was not actually important to them. Right? And this also goes back into an important belief, which is are you making films that you want? to be important and meaningful or are you making films that are just roller coasters fun exciting rides there's nothing wrong with making fun exciting ride films they're fantastic i love them it's about defining what movie you are making what kind of story are you trying to tell right and so when we get to this more just bottom layer understanding of not only how we write but analyzing what beliefs start 
our writing process, right? Like getting all the way to the core of that, then we can start shifting and understand, okay, let me decide what I believe is the most core parts of writing, the most core pieces. Then I must operate up from there. And every time things get confusing and every time it seems like I'm off track, I must come back to what I know is the most important pieces and solve upwards from there. Ask myself why this particular thing is valuable in regards to the pieces that I have hold, I hold as the most important parts of story. And some of that, some of the most important parts are based upon you and what you want to do and the types of stories that you want to make. And then part of it is once you have realized what types of stories you want to make, understanding how best to make them will have some objective elements. So if you decide, I want to tell a meaningful story, I want to tell a story that is impactful to people, not only momentarily in a movie, but potentially impactful for their lives, then you must start to understand philosophical conflict and how characters play into that and how your entire story is not really a story as much as it is a symbol for the discussion happening at the core in your philosophical conflict. Stories are symbols for life. They're guides to life. And what I mean by that is characters act based upon beliefs and that is what creates the symbol. Because then we get to say, did these fictional people make the right choice? What is the right choice? And you get to bring it out into life. And that's how you can know how valuable philosophical conflict is. And this is why people will ask me again and again, like, you know, why do you always talk about the same topics? Why do you talk about philosophical conflict? Why do you repeat things again and again? You'll know, you'll see jokes on my um, on my videos where people like, you know, take a shot every time he mentions philosophical conflict and it's fun. Right. And it, they're right because like I am talking about these sorts of things constantly because I want you to know that it doesn't matter how your dialogue is in the sense of where you are right now. Like worry about dialogue when you actually have actors that are going to be reading what you're, what you wrote. Right now, your story doesn't work at all. You don't have beats that work. Your characters are flat. Your plot and your philosophical conflict are detached from each other. Or your philosophical conflict or theme is sort of just shoved in at different points. But the plot and the story beats are king. Okay? So it's just fixing the right things in the right order. And a huge part of that is just ordering and knowing what to do next. And so much of knowing what to do next and so much of solving problems is just understanding what the foundations are of your story and building up from there. So, I hope that's helpful to you. If you want to listen to episode 42, you can on the Patreon, patreon.com slash the writer's mind. And I will see you guys next week. <laughs>